welcome to Fruiting Body Podcast with your host, Brendan. Today, we have an absolute legend of a guest. This is Luna, the hair colorist. Now, that's not all she's known for. That's just what she's doing in Phuket today. But this story is for anyone out there that wants to connect Thai culture and living abroad, living around the world in places like you were in France since 1992. Just wait. Don't worry. She's coming. Hold up. Um, so we're really going to be focusing on um, her experiences living in Hawaii, living in France, and connecting that Thai culture back home and what's brought her back to her home country. Now, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell notification to let you know who are we. Who are these lunatics on the island of Phuket doing a mushroom podcast on Surin Beach? We are Fruiting Body Podcast, and we have Fruiting Body Mushrooms. That's why we created it. We created it for you. The best mushroom supplements in the entire world, not just Thailand. So let's get this podcast started. Without further ado, Luna. Hi. Hello, Hey, Brandon. how are you? First, thanks a lot for joining us. Um, you're, you're in Chantale now? Yes, yeah. I, I live in Chantale. Um, oh, well, a little bit further. It's like... Um, Talang? It's called Pakong Sheep. It's near the in between Shangtale and um, the airport. Ah, okay. Is it like Nithon or like? Um, just past a little bit, just um, ten minutes ten before minutes get you to the airport. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah, love that. On we're, that side, we're yeah. looking to move out there. I used to live at like uh, Bangzhou. Yeah. And then you go out in the back, back roads yeah. towards the airport. That's kind of where you're. Ah, at. yeah. No, I'm I'm going a little bit further. Oh, even further. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Great. Well. I want to jump right into it. You were born in Thailand. Now, yes. were you raised here? Because you said you 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 spent a lot of your time in France. Can you tell yes. us your story of uh, living abroad for a long period of time as a Thai woman? Sure. Um, I was born here. Um, my mom is um, Hawaiian Japanese, and uh, so partial of my childhood I spent in in Maui in Hawaii. And then I came back here when I was 10. And then about 15, 16, I started to go to Paris, to France. You, and your, your father is Thai? Or? Uh, my father is Japanese, but well, uh, he's uh, migrated in Thailand, so he's Thai, practically. What were they doing uh, in Thailand at that point in time? Like, when you, why were you uh, born in Thailand? They were working here, or what were they doing? Yeah, yeah, they do work here, and... Um, it, this is like back in the seventies, yeah. So um, he he came to Thailand when he was fifteen, approximately something like that. And um, he doesn't. Um, and then he met my mom later on in okay. Hawaii. And was that was he when you, so you were born in Thailand? I was born and in then Thailand. when I was he was born in Bangkok. When he, okay, he was born in Bangkok. What type of work was he doing back then? Um, I mean, this is he do a geography. Oh, ge yeah. So he measured the land and you know, ah. worked for the government. Uh, working for the Thai government. Yes. Okay. So yeah. he he now he, he would have came over. I know I don't want to make it all about him, but <laughs> he, he came over when he was fifteen. That it's a very interesting story. He's Jack, yeah, he's from, which which is long time ago before I was born. Yeah, but I mean, fifteen years old coming from Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To come work for the government of Thailand. How no, does no, that? No, no, well, no. I mean, it's like he grew up here, it's oh. just like me grew up ah, in France. Okay. And, yep. Interesting. Now you you moved to Hawaii with your mother. Sorry, I'll just yeah. with the mic. Just tilt it. I'll show you which tilt way. It. Uh, that way. That way. Just you can even tilt the mic this way like that. Oh, that okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's okay. good. Um, growing up in Hawaii, you left Thailand. You moved to Hawaii. What was the whole reason behind that? The whole reason, nothing. Just like 
mom just want to go back to Hawaii and sort out things to come back to live here permanently. And when you're making that transition to Hawaii, I'm assuming living in Thailand, are you, what were you speaking at home? Japanese, Thai, or what was your native, like the, the most spoken language you're using up until that point when you moved? We have both like Thai and English because at that time mom still, you know, not really good in Thai, but my dad speaks Thai really well. Was it a difficult transition as a kid? I mean, you're going halfway across the world, I mean, on an airplane and adapting to a new a new environment. No, I want it. <laughs> you, you want it. Why? I, um, I have started to love um, creativities when I was young. And then um, some of my uh, sensei in Japanese, we call sensei the teacher. I mean, uh, the, my guru, um, makeup artist, uh, a top Thai makeup artist. So he's also studied in France. And... When I worked with him, I found it fascinating that he can speak with international models in French, in English, you know, so it wishes make a difference. At that time, you have to go back to early 90s, like, you know, makeup artists is something that privilege in Thailand is not many. So um, I got the inspiration from him. So I said, yeah, I want to go to learn French. And then I also study in, um, in high school French. So, yep, I so want to go to France. You, you, you connected first in Hawaii before making that decision to move to France? When I was in Hawaii, I was just a young girl. So nothing really. And back in that time, Hawaii, in Maui, in Lahaina, it's, it has nothing. Just the sea and the sun and, you know, Growing up in the through the eighties is is a plastic time. No, it's like everything McDonald and uh, we want to play with Barbies. And in Hawaii, has nothing. So I was pretty good, like happy to come back to Thailand. Mm. But then I found Thai culture is a little bit different from, you know, what I grew up from. So. Yeah, why not go to another town? So you, you went to France, you're studying, and you're getting into being becoming a makeup artist. Were you going to university, or were you kind of an apprentice? Um, I went to France, and um, well, first I have to study language for multiple years. So in between these three years, I'm in between uh, Thai school and French school, and then trying to you know keep up with the language, because there's a... Um, the part that you have to use, read and write and everything. So um, in that time, I have already started to do the makeup accidentally because I love the packaging and things like that. So I, every month that I got money, so I, I collect them piece by piece, but the high-end ones like Dior, Clarence, everything like that. So... Um, uh, one day, someone has actually asked me to do the makeup, and I gather my thing together, and boom, I have the box. So I started to do the makeup, and I liked it. So I asked my mom that I want to pursue in makeup. And did this kind of, at what age were you kind of getting into this? 15, 16, and 14, was it like a that? career option, or this was your now going to become, you know, a possibility for you, or what was the plan? No, first you have to got that is, I didn't even know there is a career of makeup artist. Yeah, so I just, I just want to paint. I just love arts, and then 
I love those makeup packaging and and grew up like I I believe I, I was genuinely believe that um those makeup can make me prettier because I was I wasn't fit in the stereotype of Thai beauties. So I love to do that. And then I realized that um, I could actually make a living out of it. But then my parents doesn't want me to just stop and doing the makeup. So they just want me to graduate. And yeah. Mm. W- was it difficult as, I mean, you're, you're coming from this like, Japanese background, living in Thailand, moving to Hawaii. Was it difficult for you to integrate into these um, other societies, especially maybe even in France where it's predominantly like Caucasian and, and white, especially at that time? In France, at that time, nobody speak English. If you start to speak English, people would just turn back to you like, yeah. Was it that they just... Because you know that French and English doesn't want to be, you know, so they're super proud of each other, so... So you're, you're forced to use your French and... Yeah, definitely. How long did that take to kind of... I started with my French family and she, not that she doesn't understand English, but she does, but she never ever won words with me and then she's just forced me to speak french all the time well that i guess that's good pressure as well because mm-hmm. you're forced to use it and definitely and otherwise you're i lived in china for seven years and oh. with these languages that you need to be in an environment yeah where you they don't want use, it to yeah here here it's very difficult to learn thai i've been here seven years and I would say my Thai is like a two out of 10, but mm. my Chinese is like a five or six. Mm. And it's not that I don't want to learn Thai. It's just, it's very difficult to use here because you go to the 7-Eleven, you use their Thai, they use their English. It's the alphabet thing as well, That's no? It's difficult. make you not be able to, oh, what is this like? Yeah, and trying to, well, in chi- Chinese, you're learning to write characters. Mm. It's not so much the written part, it's the vocabulary part. And you, it's very difficult to practice here. I mean, mm. in Thailand, even the taxi driver can speak a little bit of English. Mm. In China, if you don't no. speak Chinese, you can't even take a taxi. Well, really? this is this was seven years ago. Because oh. well, they, they banned Facebook, they banned Google oh, Maps. So, like a lot of the times, you if you didn't and you couldn't use their Chinese apps for maps because it's very difficult to read. Mm. So you were kind of forced to like know the city and be like, go left, go right, turn here. And if you can't do that in Chinese, yeah. Forget about it. Yeah, you have um, to put the extra effort to d- leave. Did you have a similar experience in, in France when you're trying to learn the language? Because I'm assuming, like you're saying, they, they, they didn't really want to lean into the English at all. Uh, well, I mean, it's like, I, I, at back at that time, it's really you have to because no one is, and you, they say you're young and they didn't even give importance to you, so you know, because they don't have to connect with you and whatsoever. So, uh, even though you try with the wrong accent, they would go like, Pardon? Huh? So, you know, you really have to. But um, it helps a lot when I live with the French family and also my auntie was there. That was the reason why my parents. Um, allow me to go because but I didn't live with my auntie because she know that I'm going to just only speak English with her or you know because she doesn't speak doesn't speak Thai so mm-hmm. um so I forced to be with the French family from the school that they have 
you know, managed for me. So I have no choice. What, what age was that from? 15, something like that. And for a few years, or you're there for a while? I have been there, ended up, um, I thought I, I thought I would never come back to Thailand because I'm really into the fashion and everything. So um, um, there was a moment that I, I needed to come back because uh, of the economy, because my parents couldn't support anymore. It was in Dom Yam Gung time. I think it was in 99. But um, in between time, I came back time, you know, every year, twice a year, something like that. In France, uh, as you're kind of getting into your 20s, what were you doing at this point? Like, were you in the industry? Like, what was going on in the, the, the makeup artist industry in France during the 90s? Um, it was still a little bit of the taboo kind of job. It's not like you're walking to manpower and then you're going to send them the CV. Yeah? So uh, first, I have to collect everything uh, portfolio. So I need to have um, um, a proper... Uh, and also, it's really expensive to buy one beautiful portfolio that the agent would not throwing it away. So you re I collect my time um, working in the restaurant to survive and then also go to school and then also um, do everything. And then I went uh, later on, I went to the makeup school. I, I wanted, at that time, I wanted to shift a little bit to Hollywood because I, I was more in, because I can do beautiful makeup really well. So I, I wanted to do uh, special effects. So I shift my interest to US for a moment, but I didn't really want to have a US life. So I'm kind of like in between, but then um, the fashion is another thing that you can express, not just the beautiful makeup. So you can do whatever the photography photographer said, uh, okay, I want these pale skin cocooning matte with nothing shiny or I want an absolute shine like she's sweating. But back then, sweating is not the option because everything is matte, matte, matte. So uh, it's a little bit of challenge. That's another thing that I can say, oh, what if I don't have to go to U.S.? Because the course is so expensive. So I started to do a makeup school in France instead of going to the U.S. And I started my career, and in school, I have, um, in between times, so when I come back to Thailand, I have a lot of Thai friends in the high fashion in Thailand. And I have done a lot of magazine in Thailand that back then was the top, like Dishan Magazine, Lips Magazine, or something on those range. And I, um, I've known all the top-notch of Thai fashions. And um, when I go back to France, so I started to be serious with what I do because I really want to be a makeup artist. But um, in France, um, if you don't, people would understood that being a makeup artist in, is being working in the salon, yeah, but no. You have only one way is you have to get an agent. And the agent, every time you call them, they will, call, they will say, um, do you have a book? Yes, I do have a book. Uh, don't open yet. Have you done any celebrity? Uh, no. If you didn't give me a job, how would that, how could I so? Um, well, maybe you 
done the cover magazine or something, and you can come back to see us. It's really tough. Mm. Yeah, meanwhile, um, working in the cafe, in the restaurant, in Montmartre, um, and um, just to have extra money to buy products. Back then, it's all about the products. It's not like nowadays that every option you have every tone every brands oh my god it's make makeup so much easier back then let's say you want to make your skin shine it's not many products and you have to go to certain specific and you have to buy your own thing so which is a very expensive so you're using your own makeup on these artists and then charging them for your fees but if you don't have yeah. your own toolkit no you can't yeah no it's just like you are electrician that you can go and jump into someone's box and because it's the same tools, yeah? Uh, in makeup, you have a proper thing that, some foundation that you love to use it because you got a hand on it and you got used to it. You can manage them really well to look like a skin because in France, it's absolutely different from the US. Uh, no one's want to see the textures of foundation. So in France, it had to be subtle ever. Mm. So, so many artists, whether they're they're involved in painting or design, they kind of find their special special tools, tools and their special style. Yeah, definitely. Do, do you, in the makeup world, because obviously I, I'm not going to understand that as, as as well as others that could be watching this for the genre. Mm -hmm. Did you have a certain style that was you? Yeah, I do have my style. So um, uh, after that, I collect many things. You have to work for free, though. like a lot of people goes like, go to this agency, and then they, when they have a new models, that uh, they will pair you up with absolutely free. Not, and then being a, a fashion makeup artist, you have this huge luggage of I don't know how many uh, liters, like forty liters, like of the luggage that you have to bring in to the subway and then, you know, it's a big job. Um, so I have to, I have been paired up with uh, some some of the photographer that also knew that in exchange you come for free and then they give you the photos to match your books. And then, oh, uh, to help build the portfolio. To help build the portfolio is communities. And uh, I've met a lot of great stylists. Some of the big stylists are still doing a test. We call it the test chart. So um, so I have loads of taste chart, but sometimes when you gather into the book, it's not pretty enough. So you're going to have to run and do it again. You know, it, I spend my time until my 25, I think. How many years you were doing that for many? From 16 to, to 25. Before you can actually start to get paid for it? No, not even there yet. Before I get to be interested because they see your face all the time. Whenever they call you, you said yes, yes, yes. No matter you sick or you know you have to go, you have to say yes. So they got used to you. The bookers got used to you, and then whenever the big makeup artist needs assistant, then you can say, "Oh, try Luna." Mm. She'll you know, and um, some some people have to say, um, "I didn't practically. I didn't do any assisting. I only lay out." what they need to wish in the big two bags and uh, but lucky i love products remember i said i love all the products so i know every product so when whenever she said oh today i want to use the stefan marie 
So I know which one is Stefan Marie, so I pull it out. So I have been beloved of many people's uh, big artists, and then sometimes you don't even have to stay in this, uh, on the set. They just send you to do pay the bills, pay like their bills yeah. like an assistant. You come back, they're already done. But as anyway, uh, I, I never, I, I've always been enjoyed it. How are you able to survive uh, if you're not making money from, from this career? Are you working another working job? Working in a restaurant. Working in a restaurant. Until two o'clock. Mm. Maybe sim similar to like an actor trying to find an acting job. Or yeah, the, uh, the same lifestyle. The same world. Is exactly it, the same world. Is it difficult? Is there days where you want to give up? Oh, multiple counts. Countlessly. Mm. Yeah, but um, I really liked to do it. So that that that's one passion that I, it's bring me back to the plate all the time. What yeah. was your your breakthrough moment where things all changed? Um, when I was thirty five, when I have already done a proper job, a lot of interesting job, a lot of celebrities, and I realized that um um at that time I had my uh, boyfriend. He never liked my job because it's, it's up and down. You know, some months Luna is not here. Some months I'm in the movies. I have disappeared. Like I only come on the weekend. I have to tell him, like, I'm not here. So do whatever you want, but I want to go to my room because it's, movies is something it's drain you out. And um, then when we broke up, I, I said, yeah. I neither I wanted to be makeup artist like that because every time I have to, s when the agent call, I have to set up my back appropriately to the job that I'm going to. Or if I do the celebrity, there will be like uh, a request for a certain product that she can't use. It's my big room of makeup is the mess. And I never want to, you know, take time to, to bring it all up, clean it separate them, separate brands. So I kind of like fade up with, uh, when this is when I moved to Barcelona though. Um, uh, the agent wasn't that good because of the system. You don't have to sign a contract sometime. They pay sometime six months later, they didn't even pay you and they disappeared. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, the one thing I haven't told you and all the makeup artists, maybe at not this time anymore though, uh, I have to, uh, s the job will pay you three months later. That means you're working today. In three months, you get paid. Is it still like that today? I don't know. Mm. I don't know because I've stopped um, doing the makeup for, not stopped, but in fashion, I f 15 years now. And... You you say so you're working with celebrities. Is it is it European celebrities? Is it well known celebrities? Yeah, tons of um. Well, this is nothing that fancy. Yeah? So when they call you, when the agent called, you get a phone call, and then they will say specific job. Oh, you have to go to Milano for Fashion Week three days. Uh, the flights leaving blah blah blah. Back then we don't have the smartphones. So we only have the Nokia with the green screen. So um, we don't have anything. We have to written down. And then so we go, and then sometime we met a celebrity that we didn't know, the agency didn't know, and 
it's just because the organization on that end have called the agency and then and then yeah so i have been involved with loads of have there have there ever been like a very diva difficult celebrity you're working with where you know it was oh, a bit too much <laughs> Like, how do they treat you? How do they treat you when you're Sorry. doing the makeup? Do they? They don't treat you anything. It's just like you. Example: You are a celebrity, and you call me for the makeup today. Yeah? Well, thank so, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, you tell me the specific uh thing that I have to bring, and um, that's it. Because they would assume that you are a professional because they call the agent. Like once, I have been called for. Uh, a celebrity from USA for four days and um, they can't tell you yet. You don't know who it is. They called me in and said, Luna, um, a big job, celebrity, a big um, director for the music video, four days. And I said, who is it? And we don't know, but it's a guy. But you not only, you don't, make up him yeah because he has his makeup artist but the whole video you are the key makeup artist that's it i go ballistic i was, I, was, I did the shopping and i have to go home and then clean up my room everything's ready to use i don't have time to you know shit this job out it's like i have to my brushes are clean and shiny and you know everything takes time and then when I got there in the morning, I didn't even know who it was. And I got a call sheet. It said, Miguel Angel. I said, that's not from US. That is like a Spanish name. Until I met the main leader, female, which is Elena Anaya, um, big actress from Spain. And then, I don't know, can I say the name? Yeah, the celebrity? yeah don't worry, we're not that big. <laughs> Um, and then I sat, I did Elena done the way directors want. I came out, I sit on the set here, Justin Timberlake walked down. And I said, oh, okay. But the reason um, they couldn't tell you because that time he was really hot and all the paparazzi would follow. So we, we're not allowed to have any phone. Back then still... The phones can take the photo, but it's not as a smartphone at this time, yeah. And they don't want you, you know, being they able to spread the word to the paparazzi. Exactly. And, which makes sense. Because at that time, he has, um, you know, paparazzi's eye, had an yeah, eye they're, on him. They're, they're trying so, to yeah, four days. Um, my um, my caravan car is next to his that I couldn't have my phone because every time you walk in, I have to drop the phone. Really? Hmm. Mm. And I guess that's more coming from his so, management. So come back to what you asked me, like, are they bitchy or... Uh, it depends. Mm. It's like, you call me today, if you mistreat, uh, mistreated me, I might be bitchy to you. It depends on the production house, you know, or they're happy to be there or they were not happy to be there. If But most likely, no. Makeup artist is something, someone very personal. And I'm pretty easy going and talk to everyone you know well I, i'm assuming like makeup artists when you're doing special effects like at that level now you're working with celebrities and maybe it's music videos sometimes you might be doing makeup on an artist for two hours three hours longer oh, sometimes yeah longer sometimes we became friends 
Right. So that because they're not allowed to get out from the caravans, uh, whatever they want. Uh, Luna, can you get me? I'm just very close person. Hair, makeup, dress, wardrobe. Is it similar to meeting someone on a vacation? The relationship. Meaning you're you're with them for that period of time, maybe yeah, of eight um, hours. Like I, if you were to go, you know, go to uh, Co-PP or Colanta, and you meet someone for that, that seven hours. That exact. What do you mean? Like meet someone for seven hours? Well, you know, let's say I go to Colanta uh, and I go to a beach bar, and you meet someone there, and you have drinks for three or four hours, and that's it, and you never see them again. That type of relationship. Yes and no. Uh, because, uh, like, example, um, well, Justin Blake, uh, he does live in Barcelona, so I'm, I've never seen him again. But um, uh, Elena and I, yeah, I've seen her because she lives in Spain, so uh, multiple uh, times that I saw her. Um, like, example, there, uh, there was a model, uh, Matteo. He's, uh, well, he's kind of like a model for Prada. But uh, he's super, he never understood that he's a model and uh, but it's not it's only in the fashion world and i met him in kopangan like and then another one i met him he i did his hair for louis vuitton fashion show in paris or in barcelona i don't remember and then i met him in kopangan he's just on my on the bike and then he's like luna and i goes like yeah do you remember me? Um, I, no, I don't. But then I started to remember when he, when he explained. So it, it, it's just a normal, like you and me, let's say you are an actor and then you do your job, yeah, you're acting and I take care of your grooming, I do the, your hair and then I've never seen you for three years but when I met you, let's say I met you in, in Phuket, I would say, hey, Brandon, mm. how are you? And then it's like, yeah, of course. If you spend time, like especially in the movies. Yeah, and it's movies different like different environments. Like you might remember if you're in the same environment, but somewhere else you're like it, it the brain can't connect. What movies are you doing here? All day long. Like um I did um one movies with um Army Hammer. Mm. Army Hammer is played um the Facebook movies like uh, the twins Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, like Winklevoss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I did the movie with him, like, I see him every day. I have to paint him the tattoo here, um, yeah, for one month. Yeah, we, we Amber, Tamlin, we are friends. Like, on the weekend when we don't work, it's like, Amber, let's go to this restaurant. Some kind of, you know. Yeah, because I think it has to have that, that intimate experience. The person's doing the makeup, you probably... St- what do you, you can't just sit there in silence for four or five hours, right? No, no, no. We talk about everything. Mm. We talk about everyone's in. That's why you know you have seen uh, makeup artist married electrician guy because we are the first job of everything. Make, let's say uh, if the um, the director said they, he wanted you to start uh, start shooting at eight, that means five o'clock we are here. So prepare everything, yeah, electricians set up. Ah, you guys are the first there. So the we are the first and we are the last. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, um, yeah some. At, s- at which 
point did you start to uh, begin to think about moving back to Thailand? Because you're, you're here now. You said you've been here since about 2020. That's when you connected with yeah, Joey? Some, yeah, some, something. When what? I met Joey, I just uh, came back like one year ago. Um, I didn't want to come back. Um, after Paris, working in fashion, uh, my boyfriend at that time, we, we both wanted to go to somewhere in the sunshine, yeah? So we were saying that um, in Nice, but in Nice, I don't have fashion job. And then he got a job in Barcelona. So I went to Barcelona with him. F and uh, we stayed there for five, six years. Um, he's in the IT, um, in the fashion. In Barcelona, we have the fashion agency. So um, this is when I shine. I'm, I made a lot of work, naturally, Portman, Scarlett Johansson. Um, I've been called for Harrison Ford once, but it has been cancelled. Mm. I, I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? Um, so, yeah, so after that, I wanted to stop fashion. When I broke up with Jerome, um, I wanted to be more stable. I don't want to bring luggage to anywhere anymore. I don't want to, you know, and then I, um, I got an assistant called James. James uh, said that if I will be a colorist, his boyfriend in Australia would be gladly take you. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I want to leave Europe. So that's when I moved to Australia after and became a full-time colorist and hairdresser. And is this more where your, your English accent's coming from? Oh, yeah. Do I have Aussie accents? Well, I, th I, think, bit. I think, you know, when you're, you're, you're living around the world, the accents Mix, just get yeah. all messed yeah. up, right? Yeah, you use the different words, yeah. Yeah, you start yeah. to change. I just had a Canadian guy on the podcast. Yeah. So, like, when we were talking, I feel my accent comes out. <laughs> and then when you change, it changes all the time. I, I remember when I was in Australia and I said no. And my mom was like, why you said no? You said home. I was like, yeah, well, it's automatically, um, yeah, you're absorbed. Yeah, you kind of fall into that environment. Mm. And even if I go back home, I start to use words like, uh, usually in Canada, we'll say yeah. like bud or buddy. Yeah, but buddy. But then now I'll just start using words like mate. Yes. But it, and they'll, people back home, why are you saying mate? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I like, because you get English friends. And at, <laughs> at first, you're, you, they'll look at you and be like, they think you're doing an act. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Where'd you get this word, mate? I'm like, to be honest, like, I, I'm not even consciously thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All right, whatever, mate. Yeah, you absorb it by time. Yeah. You absorb it by time, and then it comes out naturally. But when you go back home, people are like, what the hell yeah, are you yeah, talking yeah, about? Definitely. Because you you're not talking like them anymore. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, Sunnies, yeah, I lived in the Gold Coast for a year, oh, but yeah. that's not a long enough time to pick up, like, it's still Good day, fun. mate. Yeah, I would. I would never say thongs. <laughs> thongs. No, I would never say this. I get. I wasn't there long enough. How, how long were you in Australia? Oh, 10 years. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I um I have started. I left fashion. Um, well, in Barcelona, I started to James was my assistant. Remember, he was uh, plucked me in with the salon that he was working, and then um, uh, Murad, which is a French um, Moroccan guy, the boss, have seen me shine but so he he had me because he know that i did vogue magazine at, uh, 
uh, all the whole salon is the precious artist. So, yeah, super bitchy. Um, I went in there in terms of I have to help the colorist. Uh, and I thought I know thing. And, uh, oh, my God, it just pushed me down to the floor, under the floor even. Um, but I was a makeup artist. This is one thing that I stand out. Uh, no, no one can push me down because I know more than you. Um, I have all the portfolios I needed to work with all celebrities. But then I have started to do the colors. And then I start to realize that, um, oh, this is, this is not what it seems. It's not easy. Because you play with the chemical and biological thing that's actually unstable. You know, one day you can come and apply the same thing and it might be different because you went to the beach, you've been the sun bleach and your hair supports and everything. So I started to be a very, very good colorist and uh, I bend my head down. I don't, I put my pride on everything that I've worked for on down. And I became a super assistant. Um, Laia loved me until she gave me everything, like everything she knew. And I also absorbed it, what she do, yeah, to Because working in the Le Salon is a top 10 of Barcelona. And, and it's fully booked every day, every single little bit. You have none of your time to make a mistake. Everything that I did, like I did Brandon today, this color, I written down everything on the card. So when you, and it's rotated clients, uh, before they leave, they booked. And uh, there's no gap that no one else would come in. But you also have, it's precious that you, you can't make a mistake because if you make one, they will have to go do the color even though they do the root. If they're dry and then they have one graze here, you fuck up the everyone, whole, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. And you have to send to cutter and then when they blow dry, oh, you don't even have to imagine. And then, um, yeah, I always have been working in high pressure job, everything on set and everything you have to be done on time. So I'm pretty on time. And uh, when I went to Australia, um, I shine again. Um, I started to do um, 1950s hair, which is like a Greta Garbo, a Marine Monroe look, and then it has become a fashion. Uh, it was on the um, Lana Del Rey, mm -hmm. the singer. That's what she has the vintage look on. Yeah, that's what I. Oh my God! Now in Australia, everyone was just like. Yeah, booking with Luna until one day I walked past the counter and I said, um, one of my friends want to come to do hair. Can you, can I give the number that they can call you? Said, Luna, you don't have any booking until um, two week, two months. Just fully booked. Just fully booked. Is this in Sydney? This in mm -hmm. Melbourne. Melbourne. I went to Melbourne. And th this is kind of a high profile salon. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, top 10 again. So are you doing styling, cutting, and coloring, or just coloring? I, I, have st um, I do the color, and um, as I was in fashion, I did the prepping and styling really well, you know, updos and everything. So I already threw my fashion work because I've been working with many. Sometimes I do hair, sometimes I do makeup, sometimes I do both. 
And uh, in Melbourne, they said, you're great, everything, but I need you to be able to cut. Mm. And then I start to, you know, go to school and learn cutting. With everything I have spent in my whole life, technique is come after I have a structured, how you cut men's hair, how you do this, how you do that, layers. And then you, ah, oh, well, when you touch your hair and then you start to remember, I've seen this before. They do this and to get the feather effect and then it's it goes on. And as you're doing this in Australia, I mean, in Thailand, most of it, I'm assuming for like stylist, colorist, makeup, it's weddings here. Mm. Is that what has dro- driven you here? Or what actually drove you to come back to Thailand and start this business, uh, you know, continue in this business? No, I, I told you I never wanted to come back here because I don't think I fit in mm. uh, my mentality i'm i'm a super french girl uh, i i thought you know to be uh, straightforward rude and everything that i could be like you know whatever people perceive with french people but um i came back here because of age i started getting old i uh stopped going out i started cooking love plan is all you know uh, like 40 up people doing, you shift your interest into something else. And then you said, oh, why would I be here? I have my own house. I don't have to pay rent. Um, I have never lived with my mom my whole life. Um, And she's old now. I only have mom left. And so just quickly decision. Fast decision. You're talking months or weeks? Six months. Six months. Over six months when I have to renew my visa. And and, and that made me thought like, mm. yeah. And now you're leaving these high pressure envi- environments that you've been in 20, 30 years. And coming to a place like Phuket, there's Same no... Same thing. I can't even seem to leave these kind of job that have a lot of stress and times management and everything artistic all together in one part. It's, it's yeah. I, I, until I said to myself that, uh, well, hang on. When I came back here, I got a big job as a director. I have to build the Japanese salon in Bangkok and be a director. And I've been director for seven, eight years since I went to Australia. Yeah, So um, so director in the salon is seemed not familiar to Thai people, but um, in the salon, you have to have an art director, Director, I mean, it's a big proper salon, yeah, because to create the look of the year or you do the photo shoot, <laughs> my uh, my thing, no, and um, and find a product. Uh-huh, again, it's my thing. So um, I've made to be a director. I don't go on floor anymore. I don't cut hair. I don't. I'm just training the people in the salon to be to be uptrend to you know find the artists from uh, this brand to to train them and. Um, some time to do the plaits and uh, yeah, w- all the hairdressers look at me like, Luna, why I have to come on Sunday to do a plait? Wish I already know how to do it. But trust me, this, um, once they do it, it's like you pull out the drawer and said, hey, you can do this, you can use it. And then I see more people doing plaits, which is they already forgot to do. So, you know, so uptrend them a little bit. And um, I decided to come back home because I don't even know if I can call here home because I 
definitely not my lifestyle. I love to, after work, I go with friends to dinner and then um, drink beautiful wines. I grew up in France. I love wines. And here... It's very simple life now. It's just super simple, a super spicy thing that you don't drink with wines and too hot to drink wine. I love red wines and those kind of things. But um, I think age, just, mm. oh, you want to be a little bit lower profile. Uh, but you're, you're, you're living with your, with your mother at, at this house now? Yeah, I came back and um, I stayed at the house like where I grew up. And um, mom is uh, in the different soy. Um, I just yeah make communicators go and see her whenever I want, mm-hmm. and um, and then she passed away after six six eight months something like that. So I was, I think, my life have um, a gap or a schedule that they already prepared for me. You know, with the time, it's just one thing that I didn't know is time wise, that when you get older you. Oh, that jazz, you want to stop. And then it's like I, I always wanted to be makeup artist until my 60s, yeah. But I have stopped it because uh, I think that's what I unknown for me, that that age can actually manage you, even though you have a driven, high passion, everything. Is it energy levels slow down? Oh, God, yes. Oh, God. Mm. Low. <laughs> so you're 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 a colorist now, and you, you've connected with Joey. So clearly, you're still keeping the business going. What are you doing this now? This is the thing that um, when I met Joey, I had a hotel in Qatar because I am overloaded with this job. I don't want to be hairdresser anymore. I want to have a beautiful hotel. So I had my little bit uh, little hotels of fifteen rooms in Qatar, and. Um, uh, my best friend is interior designer that work in Dubai. Work in uh, he from Barcelona, um, so he always told me that do something in Thailand and stay in Thailand for once. I want to do something with you in Thailand. So we, I found these fifteen rooms small, and then I made a boutique hotel. This is when I met Joey. So uh, Joey came to my my hotel through Gary. I think you know yep. Gary. So, yeah, and then we have a beautiful kitchen, so we, we do something, and that's it, when is I... Is it still open? No. Um, after um, my hotels, it's lovely beige and black, super stylish. And after five months, COVID hit. And then I found someone that um, that's looking for a director for a hair salon in Blue Tree. Mm-hmm. So I came... And then it started right away, which is the Mura Salon. And, um, and then I realized that, oh, my God. I, I always thought that the salons here are high standard. There should be many. There should be plenty, okay? So whatever brand that you're looking for, there should have been some of them, at least twice per brand or no. Not in Phuket or no. just not in Thailand? Not in Phuket. Okay. Nine Phuket. So I every head I looked, and then I was like, hmm, I need to fix this. And then this, and then I've been doing Muras for two years and a half, and it's become one of the... This is the name of the location? Yeah, Mura. Mura. Uh, it was in the Blue Tree. Okay. And then um, moved uh, to Banwana next to... Ben, um, near the Suai restaurant. Yes, okay. Next to Nitan. 
Yes, actually, Chef Noise coming on the podcast. You know Chef Noise? Yeah, I do. Oh, it's yeah, the, best, I do. the best restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> you get it's, this small one. It's, well, Sway is, I th- in terms of quality, um, there's nothing better than Sway. I uh-uh. mean, in this area. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows what he, d- he yeah. do, yeah. Um, I even like to go to his, the, the other Sway at Porto. Mm-hmm. They have some nice stuff. But oh, it's that, the thing, um, I only have been to Daily Dose. Daily Dose yeah, is yeah, good, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, it's, it's good. It's hard. See, the problem with... It's it's yeah it's more it's not a problem with Thailand it's a problem with Phuket Bangkok's great you have a million options Phuket like I, I love food I'm a foodie yeah uh, it's it's almost Phuket's difficult now it's so do the, I the problem is it's too seasonal in Phuket so how can your kitchen stay up to date with Sustain, produce yeah. it's like I'm it's very and Chef Noy will come on in two weeks I want to have that discussion with him and be like how can your the consistency and his quality, it never changes. Yeah. That must be very difficult to do when you get these low seasons. So how do you do it? Because I love to go to, um, have you ever heard of El Mercado in Bangkok? It's kind of like like a deli where you go in and you pick all your where cheese. Where is it? It's, uh, it's got to be in Sukhumvit area. Uh-uh. But it, El, Mar- El Mercado, it's kind of like... El Mercado. Yes. El Mercado. Yeah, you yeah. pick like your deli and, uh, and yeah, yeah, you yeah. pick all your yeah, cheeses. Thousands. Yeah. I wish we had something like this. Phuket is just kind of the same well, thing. Well, darling, I would be happy if they have food land. <laughs> already, you know, 24 hours. It's not just like we are... This is when I realized we are so limited, which is from the outsider. Let's say I'm the outsider. It's like... Everyone knows Phuket, but everyone thought that Phuket has thousand choices of everything. Yeah, you want a French restaurant, you have thousand French restaurant, but it's not true. And especially in what I really don't like in one area, you're gonna have a massage, 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 nail massage, nail, nail, nail massage, and are they different? They are not. They are using the same or worse and uh, products. Um, they just need to hook up the high season and and do the job and send it out without any quality or yeah. That's just when I now have my own salon, which is called the Colorist. Uh, the Colorist is said mm-hmm. because it's responsible to the expat here that looking for a stable colorist that every time they came in and said you know them what did you do with their hair last time and then you know would you want to be in the salon that you just sit and the hairdressers already know what to cut your hair i don't you don't have to say i keep on the top i cut on here but not too much you like it right when you sit and then hey how's going from last time we did this and you like it or it's a, another standard, which is, I don't even call myself the high high end or anything. I just think I'm just standardized, standardized here. And I wish that um, we have all kind of this salon in every district. Of where, where, is it, where is it located? Is it just you? Are you training a team? Yeah. Uh, no, I decided to go just like my studio. Just like here, you know, you come in by appointments, it's appointment only, and I track on everything that I did on you. Let's say if you want to go home, you don't want your colors to be different from your hometown hairdressers, I will tell you, uh, find a salon that 
maybe use Wario. Um, I will write down the formula for them, what to do. And then so they come back, we don't have to restart again. Mm. That's the standardized kind of salon. But colors. how can people find you? I mean, I, I'm, are you doing heavy marketing or is it a lot of word of mouth? No, it's uh, most likely word of mouth because heavily marketing. Uh, let's say, Brandon, uh, uh, Brendan, sorry. Um, for cut your hair, it doesn't matter. But for the color, you have the trace of everything. And most likely my clients are 30, 40 ups, like working... Uh, period of life, yeah. So the grays are beginning. The grays are beginning. <laughs> a lot of grays. Okay, in, may, maybe in I'll come in and do it. We'll do it before after. <laughs> no, but no you, you're good just like that. Um, yeah. So um, the salon is worth them out. The friend of the friend. So when I moved out from Muras, everyone's already knew that um, my salon. Where would it be? Because they love the product I use. Um, they love the. That they don't have to say anything. Or when they go away, they can text me like, hey, uh, I'm about to, I found the Aveda salon because I use Aveda, yeah, which is a very, very good product that so hard to be a partner in Thailand. So everyone just love it. So I said, if you can't find Aveda, I will tell you, what do you find? Oh, okay, they use Wario. Okay, um, I will match the formula. So at least when they come back, they're not. We don't have to redone everything. How, your your clients are word of mouth, so Phuket's small. It spreads fast. Are you again being overwhelmed with people calling you, being being quite booked? Um, I'm because after this two weeks, one weeks, two weeks, not too bad, no. After this podcast, there's a lot of um, people age, like women age thirty five to fifty, sixty. I mean, if they see this. I mean, now the next thing you know, you're what you're opening another uh, salon. You're hiring. Like, could you take on that extra work? Or are you happy what you're doing now? I'm um, I'm happy with what I, my people that I have now. But also, yes, I, I, I still have time to explore any others if they want to be consistency. You know, so a lot of my clients also come from Joey's side, like uh, from Rawai. And then every time if I um, I don't match their time, so I feel bad because it's 40 minutes drive. Yeah. And, you know, and um, I have a clients from here in this area and then from the south as well. well I, I would assume a big client uh, up here would be the, the 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 mothers of the mm. children going oh, yes. to the British International School. Yes, definitely. that'd be a massive and and an, uh, who knows? Maybe they don't they don't want me showing this episode. They don't want to lose their time slots. They don't want you to get too busy. <laughs> do do women do? And, and that's more of a, I have no idea. Do do women do that? It's like finding you know the best stylist, the best colorist, and you don't want to tell everyone because you don't want to lose your spot. Um, do they keep it a secret? They not quite. I think they. have they're pretty open f for their friends to, you know. But um, I, I do love when they recommend the friends, though, because the friends already seen the work. So, you know, they sit in and they, they trusted you. And that would make your workflow easier and, you know. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, colorist is relationship. I don't know what you like. I don't know what you don't like. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to give me time for a few times, and you know. Express yourself really well, and also, you know what? 
express yourself really well doesn't really work. People always say what they don't want as they want it. Mm. So I have to like this is a photo you want this you want <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's I think um, it's a relationship. And then uh, when you trust me, you will say to your friend who has a problem, "Oh, I don't like these hairdressers," and oh, go to see Luna or something like that. Well, I think I'll, I'll recommend a few people I have on the top <laughs> of my head, you. and I'm sure <laughs> no, you. it's it's Phuket. Like mm. it's that's so why you got to be very careful living in Phuket. Yeah, um, yeah. More on the politics, everybody knows everything yeah. about everyone, and it moves yeah. fast, especially when you're an expat here. Um, you seem like obviously you explain you you like that high pressure, you know you're constantly working. But I mean, do you ever see what's that point where you're like, okay, I don't want to do anything? You're you're are you one to sit on the beach? Yeah, you know, stupid enough. Um, all my I when I was in Melbourne, I'm a free divers uh, of uh, Melbourne free divers PR. So I, as I told you, I do camera, I do underwater. I, I don't do it anymore because I don't have tools. Um, and all my diver friends. Um, so where to go and pick it? I was like, to be honest. There's nowhere to go here. I don't, I haven't done any diving ever since I got here. Mm. I'm, I have my free diver. I have Ida level two. Ah. I did yes. it in Kata. Yeah. But I got, I did the 20 meter and I'm oh, like, really? I'm like, oh, really? Oh, but now, you know yeah, where it's yeah, really no. good to go? Um, wait till the high season. Go to Surin Islands. Have you heard of them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like free... Because Samelian Islands are too deep for free diving. It's like 25 mm. meter. Mm. I mean, I guess you could. Yeah. But Surin Islands is like 5 meter. And it's even more gorgeous. But do you have any group? Because you certainly cannot go by yourself. Or, you know, you need to have your buddy in... If you go with a friend, but basically you... They have to be able to save you, though. Well, it, it's not deep enough. I mean, yes, but they're... The, they, I forget the name of the people out there. They're Thai, but they're not really mm. Thai. They're just so there is a group of the free divers here? There's a group, yeah. Mm. I, had a, I had a free diver. I've had two free divers on the podcast that are friends. One's uh, Tony Mishalayev. He does free diving in PP, which is great. Another guy was uh, Florian uh, Dagori. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, 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 uh. He's very famous. He has the second longest breath hold in the world at 10 minutes. Oh. On like static apnea. Oh, uh, yeah, static. Apnea. So he's been on. How many minutes? 10. <gasps> static apnea. Number number two. I think the record he said is over 10 That's minutes. That's loads. Yeah, 10, 10 minutes. I think my most is like. Four. 40 seconds. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, no, not 40 No, seconds. I think four, mo minutes. four minutes. Yeah, most. just like my, yeah. I do a lot of breath work in the morning, yeah, uh, yeah. Wim Hof, yeah. and I can get up to about four minutes. Yeah. Um, the, with Phuket in general, freediving, there's nowhere to go because it's, it's a bit rough. Yeah. Right here's not bad. On That's the, the thing. You have to go with someone that knows the yeah. tide and... Uh, yeah, it, it can be a bit... And there's not there's not much to and see. And again, in you know, like work, like when you are entrepreneur, it's it's almost like you don't have that. I have no luxury. Time. Yeah. I I talk to like friends here, or friends back home, and they they don't even understand. I'm like, what time do you get up? I'm like four thirty five. They're like, when do you work to? I'm like, until hey, I Brendan, die. You started getting old, hey? You wake yeah. up at four. <laughs> I get up at four thirty five, but I go to bed at nine mm -hmm. nine thirty. Same, yeah. And then I I I'll work till. I don't know until I fall asleep, mm. but like I'm, I like it. 
Like, I like what I'm I'm doing, so it's mm-hmm. okay. It's not yeah, too just, bad. Yeah, just, yeah. I told her we'd do 40 minutes. We probably did an hour. Oh, it's yeah, impossible. we did? It's impossible. Yeah, it goes fast. How many quick. minutes How, how long did we do? One hour? See? <sighs> Impo- I've never done 40 minutes. Fuck. Um... Okay, we, we like to end the podcast on a personal level. Well, okay. I, just, I just made that up right now just to confuse you. You'd be like, yeah, sure, that's what he does. <laughs> um, you've talked a little bit about moving around and having boyfriends here and there. I mean, coming to Phuket, um, it can be quite difficult to find love. Do you see yourself, like, you know, getting into, a, like, a, a deep relationship? Are you in hey. one? Hey, no, if no, anyone's... No, maybe we got we got guys out there watching right now. Looking oh, for, God. But how... I, it's more a question, like, now I, I, in your life you're working and, and you're trying to stay busy, but how... how do, you, do you have plans in, find, in finding a I'm not a trying partner? to stay busy, though. I'm you genuinely are, you busy. Genuinely busy. Uh, I, uh, yeah, rephrasing Sorry. that, but it's like, is this, does this come into consideration your thoughts of companionship? Um, how can I say? Um, I've lost interest in men as a, as a species. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have been in a relationship in Australia and then on and off. That's what is first. I started to know in Australia on and off. Huh? What, what is it? Because in in France, basically, how romantic uh, romantic thing. Yeah, everyone want to be in a couple. Um, in Australia, is on and off. So I I kind of like I I don't cope it really well on the on and off. So and then more and more when I started to be a director, I uh, shift my interest into my work and then. Uh, yes, I have dated someone, but I don't think of um, deep relationship or I really want it. If it's going to come, it's going to come naturally. Uh, that's it. And I have a lot of interest, really. Um, keeping you busy. and Keeping me, uh, yeah, it's already busy. and I, I can't imagine myself. Um, I used to not be able to sleep by myself because I had never been single my whole life. And um, not even two months I mean, I have lay out all the time, but ha- now I love my bed, so <laughs> I don't want to share with anyone else but my. Yeah, dog. you get into this comfort zone yeah. as well, is it, which is, I think, is bad though. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I've kind of been the same on and off, but always with someone, and now mm. we have something good. Yeah. Uh, if, if I told her on and off, she'll. I think she'll hear it and run up here and on and off. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm joking. I'm not on and no, off. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, no, it's it's. I think especially in a place like Phuket, because it can get quiet and it's. Would it's you find anything in Phuket? I think I think everyone come with a couple. I think most do, unless or you're, they want a dark, tall, Thai, high cheekbones look. <laughs> can, can you do that makeup? <laughs> I can do, but I can't actually make myself look like that every day. Is to impress someone. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like I'm not looking for it, but if I met someone and then that's easy to click, and then why not? Yeah, especially, and, and Phuket, it can be quite boring. I mean, I can't imagine, you most could, people I don't yeah. know aren't single, especially in this area. Maybe guys in Patong, but... Um, guys I, in Patong. I, I never go there. Well, no, same. I don't like, know. It's, it's nice up here. It's yeah, it's quiet, it's easy, you got the beach. And fun. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, it's uh, whatever is interest you. Um, I, I, I don't find time enough. I wish one day could have 
40 hours, then, you know, I can sleep 10 hours and then the rest I can just, just have to do this, have to do that. It's a lot going on. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, we'll wrap it up on that note. What I'm going to do is I'm going to cut back to this. It's this big camera to you. And if you can just let everyone know if they want to reach out to you and have any questions or looking for some work, how can they connect to you? Sure. Um, if you're looking for a colorist or a makeup artist, um, you can go on Instagram. It's the.colorist, um, L-O-U-R-S-T-O, colorist.phuket. Uh, That's uh, the Instagram. Or easiest, find Joey. Um, yeah, <laughs> as she can. And uh, yeah, on Facebook, you can find me. Or my shop is the opposite of the Home Pro Talang. So uh, at the Peranakan Museum, at the little little house at the front in the Chino Portuguese uh, style, mm -hmm. that's my uh, atelier. So I work there, but it's on appointment only. When don't come if you don't have appointments because we won't have time to do your hair. Yeah, and especially uh, no no guys just showing up there like that. Take your <laughs> send a message first. Um, yeah, so we'll put all that information in the description below, so it's easy for people to find out. Yep. And yeah, thank, thanks a lot for coming on. That ends another episode of the Fruiting Body Podcast. Um, we got our new set design. Oh, the tape's falling off. It's looking a bit better, though. We just <laughs> added this bookshelf. Okay, um, we're out. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Brendan. <laughs>